0: the liturgical sense of the readings at mass. While there is no clear way to organize the book of Sirah, we can say that this section of notes from which our first reading for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time comes from in chapter 27 verses 30 through chapter 28 verse 7 concerns the topics of malice anger vengeance and evil tongue in particular in our readings today the author ben sarah teaches that wrath and anger are the fruits of a sinful nature writing wrath and anger are hateful things yet The sinner hugs them tight, and that the sinner's disposition towards wrath and anger are antithetical for those who desire mercy from God and the mercy due to those who are made in our same image and likeness, and writing, Forgive your neighbor's injustice when you pray. Your own sins will be forgiven. Could anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? Could anyone refuse mercy to another like himself? Can he seek pardon for his own sins? If one who is but flesh cherishes wrath, who will forgive his sins? Here, in the instant teaching against vengeance, anger, and wrath, Not only does Sir read like the source material for Christ Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, but on the topic of forgiving our neighbor of their faults so that we might have ours forgiven, it sounds like the reference source of the Lord's Prayer itself, found in two slightly different iterations in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. Forgive us of our sins or trespasses as we forgive those who sin or trespass against us. So because the call for us to forgive our neighbor is steeped so deeply in the teachings of our Lord Christ Jesus, even up until he gave his life on the cross saying, Father forgive them. They do not know what they do. I think most Christians accept that the price for their forgiveness is dependent upon how charitably we have forgiven others. Yet, what is challenging to overcome for many is the idea of exceptions. Some are against the death penalty, except for murder and rape. Some are against abortion, child murder except for murder, rape, and incest. We welcome the idea of forgiveness, except when it pushes us to the limits of our sensibilities. On the contrary, the death of harm caused by sins committed against us should not hinder us from forgiving others, given that Christ Jesus himself forgave those who were murdering him therefore how hard is it for us to forgive those who have harmed us and yet we still live however this is simon peter's concern in today's gospel reading from matthew chapter 18 verses 21 through 35 what about the exceptions lord saying lord if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? Peter even throws out a number that he thinks is an excessive amount of mercy, as many as seven times? Indeed, it was good that Peter offered the number seven because it allowed Jesus to juxtapose the teachings of Lemech who boasted that he had become even more violent than his father, saying to his wives, Ada and Dilla, Wives of Lamech, listen to my utterance. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for bruising me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech, 77 times. Here, Bensirach teaching that wrath and anger are hateful things, yet... The sinner hugs them tight is proven right again as Jesus flips the next call to vengeance with a call to mercy, saying to Peter, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. Our Lord then offers a solemnitude of the kingdom of heaven, saying that it is like a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. In the parable associated with this solimitude, the servant who had his debts forgiven but did not forgive those who were in debt to him fell victim to his master who was angered at his duplicity and turned him over to be tortured until he paid back the debt he was forgiven initially of pointing again to the teachings of Bensarah. Could anyone refuse mercy to another like himself? Can he seek pardon for his own sins? Jesus concludes the parable in positive support of the torturous treatment afforded to the duplicitous servant, saying, So will my Father in heaven do to you, unless each of you forgive your brother from your heart. The fact that we have the capacity and the ability to forgive is evidence that forgiveness is a gift from God. And God has extended to us the grace of forgiveness that heals our mind, body, and soul. A a type of divine forgiveness that heals our relationships with our neighbors, and our relationship with God. Therefore, if forgiveness is a gift from God, who are we to hold it back, and not to liberally give it away to anyone who asks for it? It is God's gift. The Holy Eucharist itself, given to those who are free of sin, is a type of sign of God's forgiveness. Therefore, we too are called to give forgiveness away as freely and as often as we can. This reality, that our lives should be a reflection of the life of Christ in us, is summed up in today's second reading from Romans chapter 14, verses seven through nine, where the apostle Paul writes, none of us lives for oneself and no one dies for oneself for if we live we live for the lord and if we die we die for the lord so then whether we live or die we are the lords for this is why christ died and came to life that he might be lord of both the dead and the living We might add to these words of the Apostle that this is also why Christ gave the Church the Sacraments of Baptism, Holy Eucharist, Penance and Reconciliation, the Anointing of the Sick, and the Liturgy of the Mass. The Lord desires so much to forgive us of our sins and to heal us from sin's consequences, that he gave us four sacraments and the liturgy of the Catholic Mass. How merciful is God, that he made forgiveness as accessible and as easy as this to receive. In the Our Father prayer, he gave us the means to ask for forgiveness outside of the Mass. And the means for the priest celebrant to ask for forgiveness of all venial sins during the Mass, until we might ask for sacramental absolution in the sacrament of penance and reconciliation. As God made mercy and forgiveness as easy and as accessible as this, so should we. Therefore, as long as you have breath to breathe be as merciful and forgiving as God. This is just one way how the readings at mass this Sunday connect to the liturgy and how the liturgy is forming us how to live our lives in the world. Be in the world which you have received through the liturgy. I am David L. Gray. Visit me online at davidlgray.info for more content and context about the liturgical sense of the scriptures.